Hello and welcome to this episode of Talking Total Talent. This week I'm joined by a couple of guests. I've got Eden Paddock and Gerald Flood from uh, the company Flybys. Um, it's a great episode for learning about the collaboration between talent and marketing. So Eden heads up talent over at Flybys and Gerald heads up brand and marketing. Uh, and between them they make a really dynamic duo and we learn a heap about how the collaboration allows them to succeed in ways that uh, others potentially are finding it hard. So we talk a lot about how the collaboration is natural, how they build that collaboration together, how they're really in sync and in tune to for how to work as a team, but also the final message to market for flybys for both customers and candidates. Okay, without further ado, let's get stuck in. Welcome to this episode of Talking Total Talent with me, your host, Ben Satchwell. And this week, I am super pumped to be joined by two special guests. I've got the guys from Flybys, Eden Haddock and Jared Flood. Hi, guys. Hi. Hey, Ben. How are you doing? I'm very, very well, very well. The rain stopped here in Sydney. I am an Englishman. I need to talk about the weather. So there we go. So, uh, how are you both? Yeah. We're, we're used to the wet down here, so <laughs> maybe not quite as much as what you guys have been experiencing. No, very good, very good. Cool. All right. So as ever, we'll get stuck straight in. Um, I always like to do a couple of scene setters to start. So um, let's start by uh, you both introducing yourself, telling us a bit of both about yourselves. Um, Eden, why don't you go first? Yeah, look, yeah. So obviously I'm Eden Haddock. I look after talent and people development at Flybys. I've been with Flybys for, in fact, this week is my second year anniversary, which is quite exciting. Um I've been in the HR industry or the people industry for about 11 years now. Um, I was a bit of a latecomer and like most people fell into recruitment. Um, I think any recruiter you talk to says they fell into it. Um, I worked in creative field prior to that. I was a florist up until I was 28. Um, and then, yeah, fell into recruitment and then just expanded from there. So I'm, I'm really passionate about um, particularly talent, um, passionate about candidate experience, employee experience, um, employer branding. Um, you know, I feel like coming from a creative background, I've kind of found that creative flair in a different field. And that's the kind of part of HR that I'm really drawn to. Awesome. Cool. Um, well, I'm Jared Flood. Um, so my career has predominantly been in the retail industry um, ever since kind of finishing up my studies. Um, and I suppose I'm a bit of a glutton for punishment with that retail aspect of, of my career. I feel like retail is a bit of a drug and once you're on it, it's difficult to kick and everything else feels a little bit slow paced um, after having worked in retail, particularly in the West Farmer space, which is, I mean, we're known for kind of working in a very rapid kind of fast paced environment. Um, I've worked at Flybys for just going on three years. Um, prior to that, I was at Target. Um, leading their lo local area marketing and in-store marketing team. Um, so my role at Flybys is um, looking after the brand and channel space. So anything from a program perspective that goes out to market um, falls within um, my team. So that encompasses um, social media, um, PR, and any kind of above the line activity. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. Um, thanks for coming on as well as a, as a duo. Um, uh, one of the things or a hypothesis that I'm building is around um, the engagement between 
marketing departments and the talent teams. Um, there's a lot of talk in the market around uh, talent teams becoming marketers in some degree, um, and that uh, TA professionals need to be more proactive. Well, actually, there's an argument that I believe that the, that can already happen without changing the structure of teams if there's better alignment, um, which was part of the driver between um, uh, to invite you both on. Um, so just really broadly, what's the dynamic like between your two teams at the moment? Yeah, Do you want to feel that one? Yeah, I can kick that off, I suppose. I think, look, I I completely agree with what you're saying, Ben. I think, you know, there's there's so much talk about it. And a lot of um, industry sort of colleagues and peers that I have really struggled to get that kind of marketing buy-in from their, you know, from their um, customer or marketing teams, mainly from a prioritization perspective. They've got all their consumer work that they need to do. They've got all their, you know, branding work they need to do in that space. And, you know, EVP and employer branding falls, 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 falls. And it's really hard to get that, you know, budget even. Um, what was wonderful and so refreshing, I remember when I first started with Flybys, we had nothing because we were actually part of Coles and I came in to set up um, particularly the talent acquisition stream in the first instance. And we literally had no brand, we had no templates, we had no creative, we didn't have anything. And I kind of started thinking, oh God, I'm just going to have to work on this myself. And I can remember Jared tapping me and saying, well, what support can we give you? You know, we've got this, these assets you can use for the time being. We can partner you up with our creative agency. Let's do something really special. And I hadn't really encountered that before. Um, you know, I've led um, talent teams in the past and I have had good marketing support, but not to the degree um, that we get at Flybys. I feel like our customer and our people team, to your point, uh, almost a combined function. We get what they do, they get what we do, and we work really, really cohesively to make sure that that messaging and experience is really well aligned. And look, in all, in all honesty, I think it's a very rare thing in the market from, from what I hear from people that I know. I, I'd agree with that as well. And um, so was it a concise effort from your side, Jared? It sounds a little bit like you got on the front foot to help out, but was it a deliberate, I suppose is the word as well, from, from both teams to collaborate? Yeah, I think um, when um, Wes Farmers and Coles decided on the joint venture that now has become the Flybys business um, and standing up on our own two feet as a standalone business outside of the Coles space, um, we really needed to think about how we were going to attract talent to rapidly grow our business. And, um, and one of the things that Eden and I often spoke about was um, we have this really great um, Australia's favourite loyalty program which, as our consumer-facing brand, but what we really needed to do was elevate how we were going to get new employees interested in joining Flybys and be part of that growth phase. So from the very get-go, we both had a very mutual understanding that in order to grow both of our consumer-facing brand and our employer brand, that we needed to work together to make sure that that was a seamless and considered approach. Mm. And um, even I, I do, I know what you mean in the broader industry when I chat with people that may be coming on and what's the alignment like? It's not actually easy to find guests who are comfortable with the alignment. Um, and it's not lack of effort on the TA side from, from what they tell me. Now, and I find it a really interesting concept because if you think about a CEO and whichever way you want to cut it, there's normally three priorities that they fall under. It's strategy or growth, talent and cash flow, basically, keeping the lights on. So straight away, I'm looking at that and I'm like, well, talent is a priority for a CEO. So that falls like is a key. And then also growth, which is led by marketing a lot of the time um, in certain organizations. So um, 
is there any tips either of you would have if someone's in your shoes and they don't have the alignment on how they could possibly go to their peers in customer marketing or go to their peers in TA and say, look, I think we should work a bit tighter together? Yeah, look, I'll, I'll kick that one off. I think it's it's pretty straightforward, particularly with us. I mean, we, as, as a flybys as a program, so people that regularly scan the flybys card or the flybys app or redeem their points, people that are regularly engaged in the program in Australia, we're talking 8 million people. So, you know, when you're looking at a you know, customer experience team versus a people experience team, which is essentially what our two teams are, I've got to provide the level of experience that our customer team expect for our members. Because when you've got 8 million members, you know, a quarter, you know, we're talking a quarter of the population, the chances are a quarter of the candidates I'm dealing with are our members. So I've got to provide that same level of experience. And I think if you can tap into your you know marketing function to really get them to see the importance of that experience then it's a bit of a no-brainer because at the end of the day if you're providing um, an experience or if the brand isn't aligned to your consumer brand it's going to be confusing in the market um, we're a loyal as Jared described I mean we're a loyalty program where it's all around everyday activities so we reward you know buying your groceries we reward you know filling up your car with petrol going to the bottle shop you know it's uh, you know paying your health insurance premiums even you know it's all that stuff that you would normally do now I argue and and we fully believe that applying for a job falls into that category. Everyone applies for a job at some stage, um, and it's one of those regular activities that we do throughout our life, you know, our life cycle. So, um, you know, there's really no difference in terms of what our candidates are doing versus our customers. And and if you can form that kind of partnership with your marketing team, and to be able to have those kind of conversations, I think the penny will drop. Because then, of course, you've got a commercial outcome of that. You know, you're going to drive member acquisition and retention, member from our perspective, but customer from, for others. Um, so, yeah, for me, I think it's a bit of a no-brainer. You know, Jared, do you, do you agree with that? Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I think one of the things that we found a lot was that because we have such a huge database of members, we're in one, um, one in two Australian households or one in three Australian households, and we... We're speaking to our members on the daily, whether they're um, feeding to, into us via social media or whether we're having conversations with candidates that are potentially looking to be or to become part of our business and taking that feedback on board and constantly hearing what members were saying um, via the candidate interview process um, and adapting that feedback. We, were, we made conscious decision that what we needed to do was optimise our approach when we were talking to consumers um, out in market, whether it be via our consumer channels or whether it be um, something that we're talking about at an EDP level. So it's interesting because one of the things I'm hearing already, which is key from, from what I've learned on the podcast, is you're actually linking your collaboration to the business outcomes. So oh. member engagement, um, manager, member subscription growth, or whatever the terminology you would use. And I think that makes it a little bit easier for the business to support the outcomes as well. Um, I, I want to get into the weeds a little bit. Um, in a, when I think about distribution of your time, especially Jared, what percent or hours or like how much time do you invest in collaboration with Eden and his team? Um, we don't tend to look at it that way. We feel like that what we do as part of our um, employer brand and what we do as our consumer brand are one and the same. And um, I mean, Eden and I would talk on the daily 
um, whether it's about just um, ongoing projects that we're working on internally um, and how we can um, assist each other in delivering those and um, even internal comms around what's happening in our marketing space and how we make sure that we're educating our own internal staff around what are some of the key achievements that we're doing. So we're constantly collaborating with one another and making sure that we're kind of abreast of what each other are doing. But um, we have made a real conscious effort from the get-go that um, if we're talking to our members, we're also talking to our candidates. Um, and when we speak to them, we kind of sing from the same hymn book. Um, so it's not really a, um, a dedicated kind of 20-80 split between EVP and brand. It's um, We think about them as one and the same. Yeah. And I think that just shows you... Um the base of my question is geared by uh, and driven by those I speak with in industry. And that's a question they might think. And what I've learned there straight away is that it's a mindset. So the mindset that you go in with is, is as one team, so to speak. So very good. Um, any benefits you're realizing on a personal level for either of you? And um, I think it probably scratches a bit of an itch for you, Eden, um, given your background and <laughs> creative. But uh, yeah, any personal benefits you get? I have to say, like, being able to treat employer branding the, the way we would approach customer or, you know, in our case, member branding. So, you know, the, the work we'll talk about um, soon, I'm sure, in terms of give a flybys that, that Jared and the team have been running in it and our work in terms of our employer brand BU with us, taking the approach that you would take from a consumer perspective has been something that I'll be taking along on my career, you know, on a, on a personal level, you know, being able to be involved in um, running focus groups internally and externally, taking a research approach, listening to our members and developing something, you know, with that data behind it. I think when I've worked on employer brands in the past, and I've worked on several prior to this, um, it's been very much a HR initiative. Who do we want to be and how do we want to get that out to market to draw people in? But taking it from a customer experience um, lens and process it's been a very different approach because it's really reaching out and drawing as much information as we can and developing it with our customers and our candidates in mind and for me that on a personal level um I'll, as i said i'll be taking that along in my career it's been been amazing so partnering really closely has just been great for my career development um i suppose is how i'm trying to summarize that <laughs> yeah absolutely i would um, completely echo that. I mean, I, never in my career have I had a chance to work on what our business values are going to be and um, and really be able to play into that space. And um, kind of when Eden started, that was one of the first projects that we worked on. Of like, what do we want our values as a business to look like and how do we want that to shape the way that we do things moving forward? So one of our values is to do the right thing. And I feel like... Um, at the very core of what we're doing here is making sure that we're doing the right thing by both our employee, employees and by our members by thinking about it in a really collaborative way. Hmm. Yeah, awesome. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah, and um, you touched on one of the campaigns uh, just there, Eden, so let's, let's dig into them a little bit. <clears throat> so um, when I originally reached out to Eden, um, I, I think I sent you a note on a couple of campaigns. So the Be You With Us and the Give A Flybys, um, 
Uh, it was good for flybys that I saw first in my local Coles. So um, why don't we um, why don't we start with that? Um, why don't you give us a high level on sort of what Giver flybys is, and um, uh, and then we'll dig into that one a little bit a little bit more. Yeah. So um, Giver flybys is the latest iteration of our brand positioning. Um, so kind of taking a step back, the last time that we were truly above the line as flybys as a brand was way back in 2012 um, when we launched um, what we were calling the Dawn French era. I don't know whether you can remember casting mind back that far, um, where Dawn was our brand ambassador um, when we launched the Velocity Partnership. So ever since then, we kind of took a bit of a back um, foot and we were really um, a business function within Coles um, that they turned on and off um, for tactical activations and activity. And um, as part of the joint venture between Wes and Coles is we knew that we needed to um, reposition ourselves um, and really um, have a think about what members were saying and in our regular pulse checks with consumers and with members, um, what we were seeing is that while there was a huge amount of brand awareness um, within the Flybys brand, we were seeing that brand relevancy was dropping off. People didn't really understand um, the value that Flybys could bring to their everyday. And, um, and while they were scanning their cards at the checkout, our breadth of partnership um, was the, the relevancy component there wasn't, um, wasn't quite where we, we thought it needed to be. Um, so what it really became evident to us is that we were kind of in a bit of a tale of two brands where we had a really strong um, historical um, brand, but at the same time, um, a small portion of our members were actively engaging with us um, each week and that the large majority of the points that were being issued were actually being issued at Coles. Um, so it was really about shifting that, um, that thought from um, how do we engage with members more and more regularly, but also um, resetting that relevancy piece. Yeah, awesome. And um, how how have you have you incorporated it in any way, Eden, with um, what you do on the talent side of things? Yeah, for sure. I think with with Giver Flybys, as as Jared describes, the 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 big thing I've taken from that in terms of you know I, I guess our our candidate and employee experience is the vibe around it. Um, you know, it's it's very cutting edge. It's the language. It's shifting from you know quite often in particularly employer employer brand communications, it's very corporate. And, you know, we've really amped up the attitude and, you know, made things a lot more funky and a lot more aligned to, you know, what Jared's been doing. And those who haven't seen Give a Flybys, you know, do a, do a quick Google search and check it out. Like it's really next level, amped up, hyper attitude. Um, you know, it's got that real fun freshness to it. So to get that across for people that are job seeking, particularly when it's at quite a stressful time for people, job seeking is never fun and people don't enjoy it. Um, it's, it's making sure that we get that authentic attitude um, of what it's like to work at Flybys, which is really mirrored in the Give a Flybys um, you know, branding that, that Jared and the team have rolled out as well. So, yeah, I think really it's language more than anything um, and, and just making sure we're getting that personality through everything that we do um, in, in the talent space. Yeah, 100%. We're speaking to our members, what they, were saying, what they said during the research phases that we uh, used to optimise our approach was that we'd become a little bit daggy. And I think that we've probably become a bit daggy um, 
at an employee brand, employee um, recruitment level as well. So people kind of, we were that mum and dad brand that your mum always had a card in their wallet, but the, like the younger generation weren't as engaged as much. And that's where we knew that we had to do that relevancy, that relevancy work. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, um, and then when you talk about refreshing a brand and it got a bit daggy and, you know, everyone has it in their wallet and, or, or their parents want it, so to speak. Um, how did you, I suppose, design a brand voice? Um, is, is there a process that you followed for that? Yeah, so what we did is we had a, um, we, we conducted 19 focus groups. So um, we conducted them in both metropolitan and metropolitan Melbourne and Sydney, as well as regional locations as well, to make sure that we covered the breadth of our membership. Um, and what we were told in those groups is that being careful with money had become more of a priority than ever before. Um, and that we knew that people were going to have to start tightening their belts. Um, and what we didn't want that to do was um, change the way that people engage with our program and that we fundamentally felt like being savvy was something that members should be proud of. Um, and that being thrifty isn't something just for tired asses. Um, so what we did is we looked to change um, our core um, customer or brand insight. So we changed that to savvy is something to be proud of. And now everything that we do, every brief that we write, um, every podcast that we recall, every time we speak about our members, um, we ultimately put it under the, over the lens of savvy is something to be proud of. And when we talk to our members, we want them to feel that pride in points collection. Um, and that when they're scanning their chart card at the checkout, they, they almost get that hit of dopamine, um, knowing that they're, they're saving that money, they're, sa they're saving for their Christmas shop or their next holiday. Um, and really just having that at the very forefront of what we were trying to achieve. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I hadn't thought about it like that, actually. Yeah, I completely follow now, um, which sort of ties nicely in. I want to next talk about the Be You With Us campaign. Um, so as, as a starting point, Eden, why don't you give us an overview on what the campaign is? Yeah, for sure, mate. Look, it's it's really funny, um, and a lot of people that are that are listening to the podcast might laugh at this. But um, we're two years into um, the new flybys, I suppose. So the establishment of the joint venture and our separation from um, Coles. So setting up this new business, which you know we started with seventy five staff, and we'll be you know getting close to three hundred by the end of the year. So really, really big, rapid growth now. Jared and I, uh, Be You With Us is actually our second employer brand that we have um, rolled out within two years. And um, that might sound very strange. And the reason being, we very quickly um, established our employer brand as Find Your Place with Flybys. And that was really as we were finding our feet. You know, we were setting up this new business. We were to Jared mentioned earlier, we were rolling out our values. We were really identifying, you know, what our our, our key differentiators were in terms of our culture. And of course, as you're building a team and growing so rapidly, um, things change. Um, you know, you find who you are through that process and, and who we are collectively. Um, on top of that, uh, COVID hit um, and we launched our um, Flybys Flex policy. So we're an organisation where you know, we encourage our employees to choose where, you know, how and where um, they work that suits them. So we're not a, you know, everyone works from an office kind of corporate environment where we're very much a, um, you know, high flex, as I mentioned, um, company. So 
when when COVID hit and we we handled it really well, Jared, and and right at the time that Jared was working on rolling out Giver Flybys as well, we had the two options: we either update um, Find Your Place at Flybys to be more in lines with um, our master brand of um, you know Giver Flybys, or we look at really carving out. Um, who flybys are now um, and launch an employer brand that's more in the in the reality. And you know, the the good thing is we did all of that research. And I know um, you know, even our suppliers um, you know, did some um, external focus groups for us, which which was wonderful. Uh, we were able to really identify that people loved um, that at Flybys you can really bring your whole self to work and that we really celebrate diversity of thought. We celebrate our differences and really what our differences are is what makes us stronger. So with all of that, with our approach to flexibility, with our approach to diversity, um, with the fact that we are this big kind of family, you know, you get to know people on a very deep personal level. And we did that so well during 2020 when, you know, there, there was no even opportunity for any physical interaction. You know, we, we did a wonderful job of, um, of maintaining that connectivity. So Be You With Us came out of that. We had a few different options that we were workshopping through, but it just felt really authentic to us. And, you know, people love working at Flybys because they can bring their whole selves and we celebrate that. We celebrate collaboration. We celebrate different ways of thinking, different ways of working. Um, so it was just an amazing um, way for us to showcase even that new post-COVID way of working that a lot of people are struggling with at the moment, trying to work out how do they get that across because most candidates are asking about flexibility now because we've been through the most strange 12 months that we probably ever have as an industry. So, um, yeah, we're, we're really, really proud of it. Um, our, all of our uh, creative assets really showcase people, whether they're working collaboratively within, you know, a, a, within our office or from home or, you know, with um, people on um, Microsoft Teams collaborating with people in the office. It's just that really wonderful blend of, um, you know, what the working world really looks like now in 2021. Awesome. Um, it feels so doing a second employer brand exercise in two years feels like a very brave decision on the basis of bringing up everyone along with you. Um, what you talked about some of the, the sort of triggers behind it. So, you know, COVID hit, um, alignment with the overall brand things like that. But what was it that, actually made you do it was was there a trigger moment where you were like ah oh, the current one just doesn't land anymore and I know we've just done it but I feel like we got we got to change it what was the I suppose I'm asking what was the thought process behind biting the bullet and making a change again yeah I can, look I can actually remember talking to Jared about this at the time and also talking to our chief people officer I was you know looking at our LinkedIn page I was looking at our job ads and every single image had someone working from an office. And at that point in time, I think it was probably around Mar uh, probably May. So we were kind of deep into that first lockdown. No one was working from an office and we're out there heavily promoting, you know, <laughs> come and work for flybys and this is what it looks like for you. And, and our video was um, one of those day in the life. It was a really wonderful video, actually. We filmed it um, with several of our team members wearing GoPros across their chest during a day, a full day from waking up to going home. 
but everything on that video was showing people going into the office and working from a desk or working within a boardroom or collaborating on a whiteboard. And that wasn't the reality anymore. And it just didn't feel authentic. Um, if I'm out there promoting working at flybys, it needs to be authentic. Otherwise I'm, you know, I'm not selling what, you know, for lack of a better word is authentic and what it's really like. And, you know, we, 2020, I think for most organizations shifted a culture for everyone and it changed what cultures look like. And I think for us, it really brought us very, very close together. And that was a important thing we wanted to showcase. You know, we wanted to showcase that, you know, we weren't challenged through this. We can, I mean, we hired one third of our um, employee population during COVID. So we're very comfortable with remote onboarding. We did it incredibly well. We were able to introduce new starters into the family and make sure that they were really connected with their teams and with the broader team um, without face-to-face. -face. And the fact that we did that really well, we needed to celebrate it and we needed to showcase it. And I think it's now as you know, companies are returning to either a hybrid way of working or you know, in some cases, people are going all the way back in. I think it's our unique selling point. It's something that we do really well and we needed to get it out there. Um, the talent landscape has changed 2021. There's more people hiring, there's less talent out there. So you know, it's, it's really one of our key differentiators and key strengths, I feel. Yeah, cool. Um with, I was in full disclaimer. I was in one of the workshops when you were um, coming up with the BU with us. So um, I participated in one of them, which was awesome. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, and there's obviously a lot of options. I remember us um, questioning and trying to understand all the different types of words that you could use. Um, how did you settle on BU with us, and, and, and why you think about the answer? I always remember we talked about all sorts of like. Be you, do you, are you? Like, it was really interesting. It was like, it seems like semantics, but it's really not. So how did you, how did you settle on those four words in the end? I might call over to you, Jared. It was, a, it was an interesting one. Um, yeah, it was. Um, it was a really interesting process, um, particularly given the fact that we had recently reviewed our external tone of voice. And one of the things that we we're really conscious of is that we, we wanted to sound like an, um, like an authentic kind of colloquial style brand um, that appealed to a broad range of demographics. But at the same time, we didn't want to isolate um, those older demographics either. So originally we had thought about that, you know, that you do you um, trend that's kind of running around at the moment. And we, the feedback that we got from that was that maybe it felt a little bit too young um, and that Flybys is a place um, to work for, for everyone. It's not just about um, the youth or the younger demographics that are um, the, that are forming part of our workforce. It's, it's it Flybys is a place for, for everyone. And, um, and that's where we kind of landed on with um, the BU with us that it just felt so much more inclusive. And the way that I remember describing it to our, our ELT was that it, it almost kind of felt like a bit of a hug. And that's what you get at Flybys when you come to work. We, we are a bit of a family, we're a big business that feels like a small business. Um, and um, yeah, it just felt warm enough and um, cohesive enough that um, it really just represented what we were. Oh, cool. And then actually related to that, one of the things I learned in those workshops as well was around um, types of roles you hire for 
and brand perception. So and we're going back a, a while now, so, so correct any bits I say that are wrong now, but you would be looking to hire for solution architects or you know, devs or um, you know, all those types of engineer roles as well. Mm-hmm. But those types of folks might, might think of flybys, like we talked about before, is in the card that your mom or dad has in their personal wallet. Um, so did that play any part in, I suppose, educating the market on, you know, I think about devs especially, it's, it's sort of hard to find at the moment, but how did that play a role in sort of the language that you decided to use as well? Yeah, look, I, I understand what you're saying. I think, you know, definitely technology is a huge part of, of flybys, but, you know, the, it's, it's one of those things in terms, you can, you can argue that we're, you know, a consumer marketing business, you can argue we're a technology company, you can argue we're a product company of innovation. And I think, you know, it's to make sure what we put forward in terms of language can touch everything that we do, you know, and be with us is has got enough flex for us to be able to tailor that for the audience that we're we're looking at. I mean, we we do um, regular tech meetups with the community where we invite people, um, you know, from all over Australia that want to come and learn about our technology and want to learn about you know what we're doing in our projects. We we recently had one for our Shake and Shop Christmas campaign that was really successful. Um, so I think, you know, that that's the key to it. As, as Jared said, it's like a big hug and saying be you with us, you know, if you're talking devs for, to your example, a lot of those sort of people will like to be a little bit introverted in how they work, I suppose. I'm not saying personality wise, but meaning that, you know, they like to be sometimes at home and, you know, we use the term of, you know, late, um, what do we call them? Uh, uh, nine midnight hours. coding coffee makers. Exactly, midnight coding coffee makers. Thank you. Um, you know, we're, we're trying to showcase all the different, um, you know, almost job personas um, so that people can say, okay, that is me and that's how I like to work and that's what's important to me. And, and we get that across through, through all of our, um, you know, whether it's printed advertising for employer brands or it's our videos or our creative, we make sure that we're really showcasing all the different elements of, of um, the talent we have at Flybys, what they do, how they like to do it, um, because everyone's different. And to be able to say, be you, we need to make sure that we're showing <laughs> what's important to everyone, because that's what's important to us. So when I, when I was doing the prep, or when I do prep for any podcast, I have a quick read around um, sort of the careers pages, what it would be like for a candidate to get a sense and feel for what yourselves are working on. Um, one of the things that struck me um, when I was doing the research and has come out throughout this call is the word diversity. So I've got a question around that and, and I'll read part of uh, what I read on the, the flybys. I think it was the LinkedIn. Um, so quote, um, we've already built a pretty amazing team, but we're not looking for more of the same. Our day-to-day is made stronger when we surround ourselves with people who are different like you, end quote. And um, that just really struck me as in not just talking the talk, but walking the walk in all your communications. Is that uh, a conscious effort to put that language in or sort of how does that play out internally? Yeah, I, I think it, it never really was a um, something that we consciously thought about. We just wrote what felt right for our business and um, it just came out really organically. We spoke to our, um, our internal um, team members and everything that we wrote just kind of came from the heart without sounding too sappy. Um, It wasn't something that we thought about for a long time. We didn't put marketing spin on it. We just wrote what felt right for our business and um, we stepped forward with that foot. 
Do you agree, Eden? Yeah, I agree, Jared. I think, you know, the, the, the thing with a really great employer brand um, and a great EVP for that matter is that it's not one that's developed by HR and marketing. It's one that, that people, you know, your people and also the external talent community in terms of, you know, your your, your candidates um, help you develop. What, what are they looking for and what um, do we stand for? Who are we? And our people are the people that form that narrative. You know, Jared and I could have come up with something really cool and really sexy and put it out to market, but it's got to be organic and authentic. I completely agree with Jared. Yeah, cool. And related to that, um, probably more for you now, Eden, um, how does that impact every touch point in your comms throughout the process? So um, let's say you've had a job rec approved and you get it out there right through to scheduling interviews, to whichever checks and balances you do and all those sorts of things. Do you think about language in depth that much um, uh, for you and the team? Yeah, I do, I, look, we do. Um, and, you know, this is going to sound really cheesy, but I even have a bit of an Excel reference guide when in doubt. <laughs> um, you know, we make sure that that experience flows the whole way through. And that's right down to, um, you know, we're all about personalization and it's it's right down to making sure that, you know, we're forming that really connection, that, that personal connection with everyone that we're, we're dealing with throughout the employee life cycle. Now, that is quite a natural thing for myself and the team. You know, we're, we're those kind of people, but there are times in your comms that you need to kind of, you know, reflect back on, you know, how, how should I really use the right language to make sure that it's aligned with, you know, what, what we're wanting to get out to market, particularly with things like job ads or things that I share on LinkedIn. I do play around with the language a little bit, but it's not the message I'm playing around with. It's just making sure that I'm getting the right, the right personality out there, that it's forming that personal connection with people. Um, so, yeah, I think to answer your question, it's, um, you know, we, we make sure that there's a consistency throughout the experience very much as you would with a customer experience or in our case, a member experience. You make sure that, you know, everything is, you know, that flow is there. Everything is well, well aligned. We, we do exactly the same thing. Um, no difference, really. Yeah, cool. And um I know that you made the video as well linked to the campaign, but is, is video something that you're playing around with a bit as part of your recruitment marketing and employer branding efforts? Yeah, look, um, look, we absolutely, we, we approach the uh, Be You With Us video just like we would have approached one of our customer campaigns, really. We, we even had, um, was so lucky to have uh, our creative agency supporting um, Jared and, and my team, um, on that video. Look, I, I think video is really, it is key to get our people across. And I think we'll do some more activities around our people and a bit more storytelling um, as we continue. I mean, we're in the early stages of the Be You With Us brand. Um, we've got it out there to, you know, the level of having video content, creative imagery, um, our written narrative. Uh, we've updated all of our assets throughout that life cycle. We're using it uh, within, uh, which is really exciting, even within our learning platforms and uh, making sure that that experience is the same as people are going through their career journeys with us as they're attending our, you know, doing our e-learning modules or attending workshops that I'm facilitating or others are facilitating. We're just really bringing it to life. Jared mentioned our values as well, um, our recognition program. It's, it flows all the way through, um, but we'll continue to do more of that because I think the key to it is to 
continue to listen to our people and to get their stories across because that helps with that um, authenticity that we've been talking about. Yeah, very cool, very cool. Um, all right, we're not far off time. Um, I wanted to sort of throw the mic back to you both. Is there any closing thoughts, given all the different things that we've talked about that you'd like to impress upon sort of TA teams and brand teams as they align? I think it's just continue to listen to your, um, your PNS or your, your people team um, to really understand what it is that their objectives are and making sure that you align on what they are. Because I think there's a lot of, um, of value and of feedback that you can hear from your, um, your candidate team um, that really inform what you do as a marketing team and particularly for your consumer brand or for, for your brand. Um, there's a lot to be, um, to be heard and I think it's important that you listen to them. I, I, look, I, I echo what, what Jared said as well. I think, you know, it's it's important for marketing and HR teams at the moment to realise that the, the world of work has changed. Um, I love, I've seen a couple of campaigns just over the last couple of days and happy to shout out to them. I saw a campaign, both of them are, are customer campaigns. I saw one from Lendlease today. Um, and one from Jeep as well, where they're bringing ways of working, um, they're bringing employees into their consumer brand. And I think we're going to see more and more of that. When I first met Jared, it was really weird and really unusual for me to be able to find someone that had that connection straight away. But more and more people are realising it. So if you haven't started that journey, whether you're working in you know, uh, the people that are listening to the podcast, whether you're working in talent or you're working in marketing, you really need to start that journey now because you're going to see more and more of it because 2020 ways of working has been, you know, the, the one thing that has really come to life for people and what's important to people. Um, so if you can bring that out in, in your recruitment or talent marketing, your consumer marketing, I think it's, it's key and we'll see more and more of it. Awesome. Great night to finish on. Thank you so much for joining me, guys. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Ben. See you, mate.